Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're thankful for the reasons It's the best part of the fall The crossover of seasons Football and basketball So grab yourself a pumpkin brew Or beverage of your choice All the best smelling wildcats Are here with Bosco's boys Oh, don't you know Thank you. Thank you very much. Giving. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for a post-Sunflower Showdown Q&A episode. These are always a lot of fun. Um, I always enjoy them. I always enjoy them, um, and I'm pumped about it. Pumped to be talking to you guys on a Thanksgiving week. Um, I hope you are able to get together with uh, those that you love, those that you care for, and have a great Great holiday week. Uh, usually not a big week for listening to the pod- podcast, but I'm going to have five episodes this entire week. Um, also going to have five episodes all next week as well, getting us through to December. Now, might be hit or miss. We're going to see if we can make it all the way through uh, all the way through December doing one show a week. I, I think we're going to try to. Um, we'll get some interviews and a lot of basketball stuff uh, before uh, before the end of the year. Of course, we'll talk some bowl game stuff as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm happy to be in Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving week, that is. It's a great sports week. Got lots of uh, MTE basketball um, that's multi-team events, so the Thanksgiving tournaments uh, is what a lot of you guys call it. We got some action on Tuesday. Of course, you got uh, three NFL games on Thursday. You got the Egg Bowl on Thursday. All sorts of football on Friday. Basketball going on Thursday and Friday as well. And, of course, Farmageddon on Saturday with a bunch of big-time rivalries. Um, 
yeah, I, I think probably one of the top sports weeks of the year. Uh, I mean, what, what would be better? If you're talking about sports weeks, the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament might be the only week that's better than this one. Um, so I'm pumped uh, recording this Monday before the Chiefs take on uh, Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. So again, it, it's good times here at Bosco's Boys HQ, barely holding on. I uh, had lost my voice. I was going to go on 10-12 podcasts uh, with Philip and Andy and JSJ. Uh, but, folks, my voice was shot by the end of last night after I recorded uh, the review episode. Uh, I think it's good enough to get through this Q&A uh, and, and, and rest of this week's episode. So um, I appreciate you guys. I also appreciate... Are two great sponsors. I'm going to shout them out both, hopefully multiple times this episode. But Manhattan Brewing Company, the best brewery in the state of Kansas. If you're heading to Manhattan for the K-State basketball game, stop in at the brewery. Get a couple pints. Get a couple, uh, you know, uh, tasters. Uh, have a little fun before the game. Make sure you grab a couple four-packs, a couple crowlers before you leave. Or, heck, just stop back after the game and enjoy yourself the best beer in the state of Kansas and Charlie Hustle. Uh, look, if you want to be looking good, feeling good, I already know which Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirt I'm going to throw out or throw on, excuse me, uh, when all my family leaves and it's just the household watching the Egg Bowl, uh, maybe sneaking a second piece of pecan pie, a little bit of uh, whipped cream out of the can for Chauncey because he loves himself a little whipped cream. Um, but I'm going to be rocking my purple Kansas State University with the growling wildcat. Not the cocaine cat, the growling wildcat. Oh, it's so comfortable. And honestly, I think I think folks should stop dressing up for Thanksgiving. Like, let's all just wear Charlie Hustle crewnecks. I'm going to see if I can make that happen next year. Maybe I have to buy everyone one. But check them out. Uh, those two sponsors help this show continue going. Uh and they, they've been big time uh, over the last year and a half uh, for this show. So please support them. Let them know I sent you. And let's have us a day. Um, got a lot of good questions uh, all over the place. We're going to start with uh, SL Keck, Steve Z, one of the best of them. Two really good uh, questions. I, I like both of them. I guess technically three questions. He asked... If K-State was playing at KU next Saturday, where do you set the line? Look, quite frankly, I think 7.5, 8 is the correct line. Um, I think that uh, if that game... K-State easily could have ended up winning that game by 11. If they needed to score a touchdown on that final drive, they could have. Um, the only reason K-State did not score a touchdown on that final drive is because they're just worried about running the clock out. Five and a half minutes, uh, they pick up a couple first downs, kill the clock. They executed it perfectly. It's the perfect four-minute drill, extending it out for uh, an extra minute and a half. Um, so I, I, I think you know anywhere between seven and nine points would be the correct line. Um, so that's where my head's at. Uh, next, what were the two reasons K-State didn't win by 14-plus? Uh, the number one reason was Joe Klanderman was slow uh, to react and slow to find a uh, stop to this option defense. Um, that That's number one. And number two is 
Uh, I think in the middle of the game, uh, you know, I guess there's a couple possessions in the first half and a couple possessions in the second half uh, that Will Howard just did not execute. Again, I think it was probably like a C-minus game from Will. Um, And I said it a few times in in the game review. Um, It's a microcosm of his career. He has some downs. He has some ups. But at the end of the day, K-State's victorious. I do want to say this, though. Uh, no, no matter what KU fans want to tell you, there's no objective measure in which Cole Ballard actually played better than Will Howard. Um, if you're grading everything on a curve or if you're trying to look at things through red and blue glasses, uh, sure, fine, whatever. Uh, but when you look at QBR, uh, if you look at passer rating, if you look at any statistical measure, any advanced statistical measure, uh, Will Howard was the better quarterback on Saturday. So um, I don't want to hear it. And again, I, I'm definitely. This is not me. Like th- this, I, I, this episode and the previous episode, um, I'm not like gushing, talking great about Will Howard. Um, th- this is not the gold standard of what Will can be. I'm hoping we get one more of those games for Iowa State, and I hope he plays in the bowl game, and we see that as well. But but Will Howard, uh, again, he, he could have, uh, if he was hitting on all cylinders the entire game, we win this one by 14. But I'm not going to complain about it. I'll take a four-point win. Easy, easy. Um, his next question is, why didn't KU win by 10-plus? Uh, the, the, or the top two reasons KU didn't win by 10 plus. The first one is they're not a better team. Like the, the, they're not the better team. K-State was the better team uh, on the field when you look at talent. They executed in the moments that mattered the biggest. They made the big play. So the number one thing is uh, they're not the better team. And then the number two is we, we beat them on the two big special teams plays that swung the game. They both went our way. So that's why KU did not win by 10 plus. They're not the better team, and we made the uh, bigger plays. Uh, RD Jenspy, my guy Ross, requesting around a minute or two of commentary about the battle of the marching bands. Um, I say this, uh, and, and here's the thing the history of this show, me on Twitter, I like to poke fun. Uh, with some of the and when I was in college and when I was a younger alumni, I, I kind of like to poke fun uh, with some band guys, and, and I think it's because you know I'm friends with Ross, I'm, I'm friends with Blake, I'm friends with uh, some folks who are in the band. I like to rib them a little bit, um, and and then again, I, I I think sometimes some people take themselves a little too seriously. Um, but that said, I always, every single time I go to an away game, I, I'm blown away about how much better the, the pride is. Um, I'm not going to like dog completely on uh, KU's band or anything, uh, but they're, they're just not, they're not in the same realm. Um, they're a smaller group. They're a quieter group. Uh, I'm not gonna pretend like I, I I I know music or anything. I don't. I'm not gonna say like, hey, you know, K State's band plays in better tunes or not. But to my amateur ear, um, K State's band sounds way better. Again, the the only bands I've ever really been impressed with in the Big Twelve 
as an away fan was the Texas Tech Band and Texas's band. No one else even holds a candle to the pride of Wildcat Land, um, and that includes the Marching Jayhawks. They, um, they're whatever. Um, I mean that that that's all they are. They're, they're whatever. Um, their pregame not nearly as fun, not nearly as enjoyable. They weren't great at halftime. So, um, look, it's not even close. Not even close. Sorry, that's probably not as much detail as you would have liked, but um, you you get what you get when it comes to marching band talk. All right, uh, Curtis Dawson. Number one favorite Thanksgiving pie not named pumpkin. Well, that's easy. It's pecan. Pecan's my favorite pie. Um, I Pumpkin pie is fine. Um, but when it comes to pies in general and pies on Thanksgiving, pecan's number one. A chocolate silk pie might be number two. Apple three. Cherry four. Pumpkin pie is probably five for me. Again, I love pumpkin beers. I love pumpkin coffee. Um, that's really it. Um, I don't really do anything else pumpkin-y. I, I like those seasonal flavors. Uh, but you can't get a pecan pie beer. You know, Starbucks doesn't have a pecan pie uh, cold brew or shaken cold brew or anything like that. So, um, look, I th- there's not enough pecan pie beers or pecan beers out there. Um, I enjoy the seasonal flavors, but... Pumpkin pie is not even in my top four. The next one. The Cats seemingly abandoned the run in the first half. Why? I don't know if that is necessarily true. I didn't go back and chart it. Um, well, actually, no. We, we did pass more in the first half. I, I, I do think it was 65-35 pass. I think it was a strategic decision uh, because they, they assumed KU was going to be stock in the box. They were trying to pass to set up the run, which I, I do think is a, a valuable thing. But look, uh, you had the big play uh, to uh, open up the game. You had a touchdown. I think you had two touchdowns via the pass. Uh, so I, I think it was a fine game plan. Again, I, I think Will Howard missed a couple reads, and I, I think he had a couple bad passes, and there were a few times in the first half he should have taken off and ran instead of trying to push the ball downfield. Um, so I, I don't really have that much of an issue with the game plan. So um, that was all right. And then the final one, bowl projection. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go into complete detail. It's over at K State Online if you want to go look. Um, I'm I'm starting to become a little bit more. Uh, cautiously optimistic that K-State will end up down in Orlando at the Pop-Tart Bowl, um, formerly known as the Cheez-It Bowl, formerly known as the Champion Sports Bowl, formerly known as the Russell Athletic Bowl, formerly known as the Blockbuster Bowl, the Tangerine Bowl, whatever. Um, The bowl down in Orlando, which is behind the Alamo Bowl and Sugar Bowl for Big 12 Bowl Selection, so that would technically be um, the number three bowl uh, in the Big 12. Um, I feel more confident about it because it sounds like I didn't realize this when I, when I was looking into stuff uh, earlier when I was talking about bowl projections. But Oklahoma State's been there twice since 2017. 
So it would make sense that K-State goes to this one, assuming they beat Iowa State. Uh, apparently the bowl reps for that game have been at three K-State games this year so far. Um, I personally would like to go to the Alamo Bowl. I don't know if I'm going to go to either one of them. I, I know I'm not going to go to Orlando. Flights are insane, and driving there is even dumber. So um, I won't be going to Orlando. I might go. There's a scenario in which I could I could see myself going to the Alamo Bowl. Um, so I would like the Alamo Bowl. I'd like to play a Pac-12 school. I'd love to play Oregon State. I'd like to play Arizona. Um, I don't know who else it could be. Um, yeah, I'd like to play Arizona or um, Oregon State, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be that. I think we end up in Orlando, um, possibly the Texas Bowl, possibly the Liberty Bowl, but the wins of change, the whispers in the air sure make it seem like K-State will be in Orlando. So that's my current bowl projection. College F-Ball 199. On a scale of 1 to 10, how historical is, or hysterical is the fact that KU hired Sean Snyder and ended up losing the game on two, with two big special teams blunders that led to K-State's points? I think it's hilarious. Uh, I, I think some folks... And, and so there are a handful of things. There are a handful of things that I have said on this show. There are a handful of opinions that I have uh, that actually get me in trouble. Um, one of these things are my opinions on how Bill Snyder left and just Sean Snyder in general. I don't really care. I, I don't think Bill Snyder handled things the correct way. He tried to hold uh, the program hostage to put Sean Snyder in. Sean Snyder, um, by a lot of accounts, was an asshole. He, he, was, he was not a good guy um, at K-State. Now, I'm going to follow that up by saying there are plenty of accounts, uh, You know, one of which Devin Enkdel goes to bat for Sean Snyder uh, very adamantly. I think everyone has their own opinions. Everyone has their own stories. The limited, very, very, very limited interactions I've had with Sean and uh, a lot of the folks uh, that I trust, a lot of the folks I like, uh, not not a lot of great things to say. Again, my very limited interactions with him, not great. Um, and, and I think he specifically took that job. I, I think he took that job because he was going to try to get one over on K-State. I could be totally wrong. I could be totally 100% wrong. That's how I think. That's kind of the vibes I've got from talking to a few folks. Um, so with that being the case, I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that uh, Sean Snyder was on Hawk Talk, on Lance Leipold's radio show, on Lance Leipold's TV show. He gave a speech to um, the, the KU team on Friday night. I think it's so hilarious that they're pushing Sean Snyder forward uh, on this week. And like you said, uh, that extra point and then the muff punt, big reasons why K-State won. So I find a lot of comedic value in it. A lot of it. Um, Jay Streck, was Bill actually the one calling plays for KU? Uh, no, no, no he wasn't. 
I didn't see any pictures of Bill Snyder um, at the game. There were no videos of him, uh, but he definitely was not calling the plays. I here's the thing. I, I think Andy Kodalek Kodalek Kodalek. I said it perfectly on on Sunday. Kodalek, KU's offensive coordinator, Andy K, whatever his name is. I think he is very good. I think he is the second or third best offensive coordinator in the Big 12. I think he's probably a top 25 offensive coordinator in the nation. I think he's going to be a head coach one day. I think if he wants to be a head coach, I think Syracuse should go after him. They just fired uh, Dino Babers. I think Andy Kotelnicki should get looks up for that job in Syracuse. Hell, Syracuse should probably kick the tires on Colin Klein too. That geography doesn't make a lot of sense for Colin Klein, but Andy Kolonecki, he was up in uh, uh, Buffalo for so long. He understands, uh, you know, upstate New York. So I think he would be the perfect hire. I think he's the real deal. And that game plan, those play calls, how they executed uh, was great. Look, K-State was not game planning for Cole Ballard's being in motion uh, the entire game. They were not game planning for a ton of wildcat formation, direct snap, uh, speed option. I think four guys took snaps, uh, direct snaps, uh, you know, in that game for KU. They were all over the place. That was a, an absolute masterclass offensive uh, game plan. Uh, it was great. Uh, it just wasn't great enough. Uh, it just wasn't great enough. Eventually, Joe Klanderman caught up to it. Eventually, K-State players caught up to it. And eventually, the better team executed late and got the win. Um, But you you can't take anything away from that game plan. All right, let's get to the next question. But, I mean, guys, (laughs) I mean, that Bill Snyder, I mean, that was the way Bill Snyder won games. I'm not trying to take anything away from the coaching job that KU did. All right, uh, 1012 Podcast, uh, the 1012 Network asked me, how's the cardiovascular health? Uh, look, the, the the nerves were going, cardiac cats were real, survived. Um, you know, I, he, funny thing, this has nothing to do with the cardiovascular health. Um, but I, I got, a, got a nice little bit of cardio. I, I parked uh, around like 7th or 8th in Indiana there in Lawrence. And walked up to lot 94, which is where my brother and his buddies were tailgating. And it, I mean, it was probably right at a mile, maybe like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9 miles. Um, I get there and I, I was wearing a hoodie and like my K-State Nike vest. Because, you know, by the end of the game it was going to be chilly. But when I was walking up, it was like 64 degrees and sunny. So the sun was beating down, you know, a mile walk. I'm like, oh, jeez. I get there, I'm like, all right, let, let me have a seltzer, let me have a water, let me have a towny wheat, um, let me have, you know, a 785 lager, let me have a championship run, let me have a pumpkin batch, let me have a nice, delicious Manhattan Brewing Company beer uh, to cool down with. I realized I didn't have my keys on me. So then I hauled all the way back. Uh, saw that my keys luckily were still just in my ignition. No one stole my car. Um, so very dumb of me. But I grab my keys and I walk all the way back. Um, so look, I, I got nice, you know, little, what, four miles of walking in beforehand. Um, 
So nice little pregame workout to make sure that the old ticker uh, was going well. Um, but it was cardiac cats, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, you know, again, you know, the, the Charlie Hustle crew neck and the Charlie Hustle hoodie um, was was good enough. I should have just been, you know, carrying that vest with me and probably didn't even need it. But you know what? If Charlie Hustle wants to do some puffers, that would be awesome as well. But yeah, I, I was, I, I put a, put a little bit of sweat on you, a little sweat equity uh, before the game even started. Uh, we'll go to Casey. Similar, similar question. How many years uh, did this take off your, your life? Uh, probably five to 10 for me. Look, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it truthfully took any years off of my life, but it was a nervous game. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't have, I don't get any enjoyment out of this. It's something I talked about with Jimmy. Um, uh, I think it was before the Texas game. Close games are not enjoyable. I, I don't think, like, so. I, I guess probably if you're the underdog. Um, you know, the middle of that game. So the middle of that game for KU fans was probably fun. Um, but the first two minutes of the game was fun for me, and the final two minutes were fun for me. Nothing else was fun. Um, which is why it, it's just kind of weird. You know, I I think being a sports fan, a, a diehard sports fan, there's some level of mental illness to it. Um, but I'm proud about it. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to the next question, again, we mentioned mentioned them earlier, Manhattan Brewing Company. Um, I, I've, I've said this the last few times. They're, they're teaming up with Wildcat NIL to do the Wabash Ale. It's going to be on tap and in liquor stores in December. Get ahead of it. Talk to your local liquor store and make sure that they're going to order some. Because guess what? Proceeds to every single one of these beers go to Wildcat NIL. So they're helping K-State Athletics stay competitive in this new age of college athletics. So check them out when it drops. We're going to talk all about it when it drops. But I can't wait to crush a few of these responsibly, of course. All right. uh, Matthew Scar asks, Colin Klein is physically the toughest QB we've ever had. Is Will Howard mentally the toughest? I mean, that's a good question. Um Look, if you, if you go back, if you go back and look at everything that Skylar Thompson had to deal with, um, that took some mental fortitude. Um, but I mean, I, I think you definitely can make a case that Will Howard mentally is is the toughest, and just kind of keeping a straight head, uh, you know, moving forward, looking forward. I mean, because look, he he's played a ton of snaps in four different seasons. And this is the only season where he was the starting quarterback coming out of camp and he was straight up benched in a game. Um, and he still was able to bounce back. Uh, if, if he's not mentally the toughest quarterback, um, the list of, of guys it, it could be is very short. So that's a great question. Go to Tris- Tristan next. What grade do you give our offense? I think they left points on the board. They 100% left points on the board. I don't think, I mean, I don't think anyone on K-State, like I think maybe the running backs and maybe the offensive line played better than a C plus. Uh, like I said, I think, I think, I think the wide or the running backs played around an A. I think the offensive line was probably around a B plus, A minus. Everyone else was C plus at best. The linebackers were 
a failing grade. Uh, the the you know wide receivers outside of Jace Brown. I mean, Jace Brown got open a few times, but they weren't getting open a ton. I've said I've said what I thought about Will's game enough. Um, but yeah, the offense one hundred percent left left points on the field. So um, as a whole, I'd give them a C plus or a C. I'm not gonna say C minus, but a C or C plus. Definitely not a B minus. So um, it wasn't great, but got the win. All right, got a handful left in the Sunflower Showdown Q&A conversation. Evan D. Shanalanalak, when are we going to decide to put Keenan Garber on kickoff returns? Feel like he'd give us our best chance at housing one. Look, I I think he could be a weapon in special teams, Um, but I'll I'll be 110% honest. I think, on average, uh, the, the way things are going, you're better off fair catching or taking a touchback every single time. Um, kickoff units are getting better. Kickoff kick yeah, kickers are getting better. Um, and and I just don't know how much it really is worth it to try to set up kick returns. I mean, we've only gone for a handful of them so far this year, and I don't know how many of them. I don't know what the average starting field position after a attempted kick return. Um, I don't I don't know if it's even better than the twenty five. So if Keenan Garber comes back next year. I would love to see him paired up with Treshawn Ward um, for kickoff return. Um, but I don't know if Keenan's coming back. I hope he is. Paracat Ryan, are wins over KU football uh, still fun or are they more of a relief? This one was more relief. Last year was a ton of fun. Last year I had a blast. Um, this year it, it was 100% more relief. Um <laughs> Uh, look, it, 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 it's, it's as long as Leipold and Kotelnacki are there, as long as KU football is good, I think it's going to be a relief to keep the streak going. Um, I think I think it'll go back to being more fun whenever the streak ends. I, I do think there is a added level of stress as fans. I think there's an added level of anxiety uh, because KU's no longer a uh, cellar dweller. They're no longer trash. They're no longer the worst program um, in the Big 12. Um, so as long as the streak's around, I, I think it will be stressful, and I think it mo- will be more of a relief. All right, we'll go. We got two more from Paracat Ryan, one of the best question askers. The next one, how sad is Sean Snyder is Bill happy or sad after the result? Look, I think Sean is pissed off. I don't know if he's sad. I think I think Sean Snyder, uh, after that game, when the game ended, I bet Sean Snyder was insanely pissed off. I think he was a very angry man. He may have been the angriest person in Lawrence, Kansas that day. When it comes to Bill, I don't I don't think any of us truly know. I think that there is still um, some animosity between uh, Bill towards Gene Taylor, Bill towards Chris Kleiman. Um, I think if I had to guess, his love for Sean uh, outweighs his love for K-State. So I think he probably was cheering in his heart of hearts for KU in that game. Um, But ultimately, look, I... 
I sometimes get frustrated about it. Uh, you know, Bill's still getting money from K-State Athletics to be an ambassador. But at the end of the day, look, uh, he loves his son. Um, I'm not mad at him if he was indeed cheering for KU. It's just an interesting dynamic. The, the entire dynamic is weird, um, but I'm not going to hold it against him anymore. Um, and, and honestly, after this game, I, I'm not going to really hold much animosity towards Sean anymore as well. It's kind of like, all right, we beat you. And we did it because your special teams, KU special teams, had some big-time blunders. And we capitalized with big plays. So, um, I'll probably just move on from that moving forward. Uh, and then the last one from Powercat Ryan. Has anyone other than Phillip Brooks beat their rival six times? I'm not a great you know, college football researcher, but I would imagine not many folks did. Of course, Phillip Brooks... Uh, playing versus KU in his redshirt season, uh, and then uh, his four traditional seasons, and then now his COVID season. So I, I absolutely love that for him. Only got a handful of questions left. One final shout-out to Charlie Hustle. Remember, it's never too early to start getting your holiday gifts. Head over to charliehustle.com, vintage made fresh, and I guarantee I would bet my life, I'd bet every dollar I own, there is something over there at Charlie Hustle, not only for you, but for your loved ones this holiday season. Get over to Charlie Hustle today. Also, get over to Bosco's Boys. We're going to uh, uh, Monday at uh, 6 p.m. We, we uh, sent out our latest Charlie Hustle um, and Bosco's Boys uh, giveaway. So go check that out. Uh, Luis Johnson asked, "What bulls bull representatives uh, had? What bulls had representatives in Lawrence tonight? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I I think K State could end up either in the Alamo Bowl, the uh, Pop Tarts Bowl, which is in Orlando, the uh, Texas Bowl, or the Liberty Bowl. Again, I could craft a scenario for any of those four. Um." The wins really have you wanting to think it's going to be Orlando. I think there's a chance it could be Houston. I, I think it's going to be one of those two. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. All right, we got uh, one from Morgan and three from Callie Mike. Then we're going to call it a day. Uh, Morgan, how great was it to get a win via special teams over Sean Snyder? Again, I liked it. Um, I'm probably not going to think much about it. I have no idea if Sean's even going to be around KU next year. I enjoyed it. I'm happy it happened. Um, and we'll just leave it at that. All right, final three from Cali Mike. Number one, turnover differential was exactly as you predicted it. How satisfying was that? Very satisfying. I love it when I can when I can do something right, predict something correct right on the nose. Two, is Garber's Wheat Wave on the blocked PAT the best celebration of the season? Look, uh, I mean, it's up there, but but I still think Desmond Purnell leading the entire mob defense down the field, just parading around celebrating um, the turnover that he got uh, is probably number one, but that, that's probably number two. And number three, how disappointed were you not to see Avery play? Um, a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that the quarterback run game could have gashed KU. I, I think he could have had a big game. But ultimately, look, as long as K-State wins, I'm not going to be 
anything more than maybe uh, a little sad or a little worked up about a uh, any personnel decisions. Um, I mean, I'm more, you know, in hindsight, I'm, I'm more sad that we didn't get Bo Palmer in there early, getting more snaps early over Romaine. Um, but again, I would have loved to see Avery, but when you win a game, how can you really get upset with, with that much of the personnel decisions? So that's all we have folks. Um, again, go over to Bosco's boys, uh, on Twitter, get involved in the Charlie hustle giveaway. Um, yeah, check out Manhattan Brewing Company tomorrow as you're going up to see K-State play, is it Northern or Central Arkansas, Northern Alabama, some directional, uh, you know, deep South school. Um, honestly, shame on me for not remembering it off the top of my head. Uh, Central Arkansas, they the the Bears, the Central Arkansas Bears of some sort. Uh, they're not well. Heck, they took Vanderbilt seventy-one seventy-five versus uh, Vanderbilt. Um, only lost to Arkansas Pine Bluff by two. They did lose, uh, you know, at Tulsa by seventeen. Uh, but could be a spicy little team. They could be a spicy team. What? Let, let's take a quick look. Uh, what? They had four guys in double figures at Vanderbilt. I mean, look. That, they could be spicy. K-State basketball is still figuring stuff out. I'm sure they're going to win. Stop by Manhattan Brewing Company before you go to the game. Go to charliehustle.com. Get your shopping going. For Chauncey, the best dog in the world. For the Boneheads, the best podcast fans in the world. My name is Scott McFarland. I love the Wildcats, and I love you guys. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Happy Thanksgiving. It's time to get set for the Cat Attack. You can feel the excitement. You can feel it coming on. For Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action. This is where you want to be with Kansas State. Come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our pride is with the cats. Kansas State, come on, join the cat attack. Kansas State, excitement's in the air. Kansas State, the fun is being there. Having a good time there. Purple and white we share. Podcast Network.